This is the Positive Psychology Podcast, episode 108. Welcome to the Positive Psychology Podcast, bringing your earbuds the science of the good life. And now your host, Kristen Trumpy. Hey, welcome to the humility episode. Humility is something that never sat well with me. I think the reason is that there is a lot of what I call fake humility, and I find it annoying and damaging in all kinds of ways. So I kind of always tensed up a little bit when we talked about humility, um, either, you know, during my master's or also when I heard people talk about it in places like church. It, it just, I don't know, it just didn't sit well with me. But I decided for various reasons that I wanted to cover it on the podcast. And I was very happy to find that the way psychologists define humility has very little to do with those things that rub me the wrong way. So let's jump into it. What is humility? Um, we're well, first of all, it's often mistaken for low self-regard. So the Oxford English Dictionary defines it as the quality of being humble or having a lowly opinion of oneself. Meekness, lowliness, humbleness, the opposite of pride or haughtiness. And maybe you understand why I'm like, what am I going to do with that? I'm not meek and I don't want to be. Um, scientists, however, disagree, um, most notably Robert Emmons, who say that humility is to have an accurate view of the self. It's about being able to put one's talents and successes in perspective and to accept our shortcomings. It's not only a lack of arrogance, but also about having a healthy self-esteem. Now that's more down my street. A humble person knows when they're smart, but appreciates that they don't know everything. They own the power they have without believing that they're all powerful. Some view humility as the opposite of believing that they are better or smarter than others. While arrogance separates us from other people, humility promotes community. A scientific definition of humility does not include the notion of sin or unworthiness or inadequacy. Rather, it's about being mindful about the limitations of our perspective. Inherent in humility is a lack of self-preoccupation. There is this notion that people grow through a process called unselving. This means that someone is no longer the focus of the universe in their own head. Instead, the well-being of communities and other people take center stage. Self-deprecation is often mistaken for humility, while actually it's often a masked humble brag. You like this meal? No, I was never a good cook. I didn't know how to follow recipes. No, I just whipped it up out of nowhere. Brag. That's what that is. That's a brag. Humble people evolve to become more open and able to notice other people's abilities, worth, and potential. And as this progression occurs, we both feel less the need to make ourselves look better at the cost of dismissing the abilities of others. Humility means we get better at seeing other people's value, not putting ourselves down. 
this part is actually not that easy to reconcile with things like religion, where sin is at the center of the story. If we are too preoccupied with the sinfulness of ourselves, how can we increase the value we ascribe to others? After all, we're mostly monitoring for our own wrongdoings or other people's failures, right? So what is what is it not, right? What is not humility? People often confuse it with modesty. And later when I talk about research, I will cover a couple of research findings about modesty, but only those which are in line with what humility is, okay? So modesty is not exactly the same. Modesty is more concerned with judging our worth or achievements. Modesty is not that interested in whether we forget ourselves in this unselving process or whether we appreciate the worth of others. Modesty is concretely translated into how we dress or behave. Therefore, modesty is both concerned with less aspects of ourselves, but more detailed as well than humility. In, um, I'll take again a religious context, just because that's what a lot of us are familiar with. Uh, in some religions, you're not supposed to dress in a certain way, or you're supposed to dress in a very particular way, right? And that is one way in which modesty is more detailed than humility. So let's go on to some other things that humility is not. Just because you're not a narcissist, doesn't mean you're humble, right? You, you you can be arrogant, but not a narcissist. That's not the same thing. Considering that humility includes the accurate assessment of our ability, it is therefore theoretically possible for a narcissist to be humble. How weird is that, right? And for a person low on narcissism to completely misjudge their abilities and therefore not be humble at all. Wow. That I did not know and did not expect. That's one of the delights of doing actual research as opposed to just thinking that everything that we believe is true. So how is humility useful? Well, number one, it gives us motivation. I acknowledge the limits of my perspective, my skills, or my knowledge, and therefore I am motivated to learn more. It's a kind of social glue. Many of us dislike people who boast a lot. Um, We feel most comfortable with people who have a balanced view of themselves. Humility is useful because it can help us, you know, role model. People who see themselves as the way they are can give the people around them the permission to be honest about who they are. People who have learned to accept their shortcomings might be able to guide others who struggle with self-acceptance. Humility is also useful because it builds trust. So if people know exactly what they're good at or what they're bad at, but they fake humility, something that society sometimes seems to even expect, from ourselves. Um, It makes me wonder about what to trust. You know, if a person can just not acknowledge what they're good at and they have to downplay everything, downplaying is a form of distortion. And when people do that, it just makes me wonder like, well, either they have a truly, you know, messed up view of themselves, in which case I feel bad for them, or they actually see themselves accurately, but they don't dare to to express that. And that makes me wonder about like, well, what other things are they possibly lying about, you know? So when people put themselves down constantly, this just raises a red flag for me. In my experience, people who put themselves down regularly require excessive amounts of validation from other people. And the question is, am I willing to give that? 
The answer is almost certainly no, because it's a losing game. I could adore this other person to the moon and back. Nothing can make up for lack of self-love or at least a basic sense of self-respect. So when people are honestly oblivious to either of these things, they do well, or what they do well, or their shortcomings, it might suggest that they're actually not very self-aware, which is of course not the same as being arrogant. Without a basic level of self-awareness, we cannot... um, we can get into very uncomfortable situations. Imagine someone at work who is, you know, neither okay with their shortcomings, nor are they aware of what they do well. Well, good luck doing that person's performance review. You know, it's stressful to constantly notice things about someone that they are blind to. It's okay when it's trivial stuff, but again, nothing can make up for a basic level of self-awareness. So, Those are the things in which humility is useful. Now, let's talk about some research findings. First of all, I have to say that humility hasn't been extensively studied yet. Possible reasons include that, you know, values and religion were off limits for psychologists for a long time. Then there's also a lack of reliable measures. Um, You know, self-assessments are difficult because what do you do if somebody says, you know, oh, um, I'm extraordinarily humble. Um, There is no one else who is as humble as me and you will never meet someone who's as humble as me, right? That's going to be difficult. Like how how seriously do you take that? And in other areas of psychology, you know, you can refer a little bit more to questionnaires because, you know, there's little reason to fake some other aspects of our humanity. But with humility, there's a social cost to maybe being open about what you do well because other could think you brag. And that is very notable even, well, it's it's more amplified in certain cultures, right? So, um, for example, where I come from in Switzerland, like, we do not like people to think they're even remotely good at anything. And it's, and it's weird, but, but, you know, that's what it is. So it's very unusual to hear people talk about their strengths because it's just culturally so much frowned upon. From a research point of view, there's a bit of a chicken and egg problem um, when it comes to humility research because measurement is hard. Developing theories about it is tricky. Yet without solid trick, uh, without solid trickiness, no, without solid theories, developing meaningful measurements is difficult. So no widely accepted tool has been developed that measures humility reliably. Um, during a humble experience, they have found however, that we are focused on others, which means that you cannot be aware of your own humility and be humble at the same time, okay? Humility could be rarer than we think because of how deeply ingrained certain our self-enhancement biases are. Our egos work very, very hard to make us believe that we are wonderful people. So, you know... <laughs> Maybe our ego is a little bit too skilled at emphasizing the positive and distracting us from the negative characteristics. However, I want to be clear that that's definitely not true of everyone. And and some people actually have the opposite problem, that their ego makes them feel really bad and they would actually do better um, emphasizing having more self-enhancing biases, okay? So people are more likely to be humble around their friends than strangers. Hmm interesting. Um, I think this comes down to the cost. You know, when a stranger thinks you're an arrogant asshole, it's fine. But if your friends think that, that's less cool. So I think that's where that comes from. 
Um, here are some benefits that were found around modesty. Now, remember, modesty is not the same, but it does share a couple of characteristics with humility. So people like modest people more than people who are not modest. Uh, others are less likely to feel threatened by a modest person. And if we judge, um, we judge people more favorably um, and we think they're also better adjusted psychologically if they're more modest. People who are not modest are more likely to be physically aggressive. Um, when it comes to narcissists, they take personal slights way more seriously than the rest of us. And yes, I can say the rest of us because I've taken a narcissism test and I'm boringly in the middle. I'm uh, just as averagely narcissistic as the normal next person. So yeah, I can say us. I'm not one of those. Um, narcissists get angry quicker and are less likely to forgive. So yeah, those are some interesting relationships. Now, more research has been done about humility and forgiveness, and these two might be connected. So humble people are less likely to retaliate after they've been provoked. If someone feels they're better than others, they're not only likely to judge transgressions from others more strongly, they are also less likely to forgive. Um, if we are overly focused on ourselves, chances are that there is an underlying issue. That's also something that research found. So if people are really kind of always thinking about themselves, it doesn't mean necessarily that they're a narcissist uh, or arrogant. It could also point to an issue such as anxiety, depression, or social phobias. Now let's talk about gender differences for a moment. And the research I read did not mention gender differences at all, which doesn't mean it doesn't exist. It's just in the part in the literature that I read, it was not part of what was shared in there. Um, however, I do want to add a few thoughts um, because I do notice that overall women struggle with humility and the expectations around humility more than men although of course there are men i'm just all i'm saying is that if you take 1000 men randomly picked up from the street and you take 1000 women um, more of the 1000 women will have some issues surrounding humility than the guys um Around the world, women are often expected to put their needs last. Um, women are encouraged to be humble in some cultures even more so than in others. There has been research that suggests that if a woman communicates like a man, meaning she interrupts or asserts herself at the same rate, that both men and women think that she is more rude and way more arrogant than a man who does exactly the same thing. The question I have for you is this, especially if you're a woman, what price are you willing to pay? Do you think it's worse if some people believe you're rude and arrogant? Or is it worse to constantly avoid expressing who you are and what you truly believe in? I think that's a question that each and every one of us has to answer. And we probably have to answer it several times across our lives because, you know, when we were a bit younger, um, let's say a teenager, for teenagers, fitting in with their friends is incredibly important. So at that time, maybe it's much easier to just shut up about your truth um, than it is later in life when you've been shutting up about your truth for a decade or two and you're fighting that it doesn't work for you. Personally, I'm quite all right with some people thinking that I'm a bitch or arrogant or whatnot. If that means that I'm not constantly force, force myself to be dishonest and and nod when I don't agree or something like that. That's just 
that that the price I pay by screwing over myself is so much higher than the price I paid by being disliked by some other people. Um, that is what I found. I found that's incredibly conducive to a, a form of inner peace. But you know, there's only so much I can do about you, right? So I can tell you these things, and and I can just urge you to try it out. Um, that's that. So frankly, I want all people, but especially women, to communicate their abilities accurately. I find it more easy to trust someone who can admit to some of their strengths or to all of their strengths than someone who constantly undermines themselves. Again, what else are they being dishonest about? If you transition from always shutting up to speaking up, I can promise you that you will un- encounter some really uncomfortable situations. I can tell you, however, that if you stick with it, life is so much better dealing with the occasional uncomfortable situation than feeling constantly at odds with ourselves and our surroundings. I want you to think about what you teach the people around you, including your children, when you choose fake humility over transparent communication of your abilities and your shortcomings. Well, that's it um, about the humility part. I have uh, two reviews for you. So one is from Cass from Australia, Carol Mack from Australia. It was back in April. I apologize. I am behind with reviews, but as you see, I remember them. So here we go. Kristen, you are transforming my mindset dramatically. With your practical and achievable help, I'm slowly becoming positive for longer periods every day. I love your personal examples and interviews. I turn on your podcast to switch my mindset when I'm feeling low, and I'm really enjoying learning all about positive psychology. I love your down-to-earth approach and your quirky humor. Thanks heaps, Kaz. Kaz, I I love what I read here um, coming from you, and it's not just because it's nice about my podcast. I love that you're describing um, an evolution. You're describing that you're becoming more positive for longer periods every day, which means that you that you are actually implementing the things that I'm talking about. Um, and and as I've said many times before, there are not a lot of things in this world that make me more happy than when my listeners actually put these things into practice, not just find them inspirational, but actually do something with it. So Kaz, thank you very much for doing that. Annabelle left a comment on my website and she said, Kristen, I can't get enough of these positive psychology podcasts. Your outlook on life is so contagious and I think you're so honest and brave. I have just listened to your podcast um, on on running and I'm now going to go out for a run. Keep up the amazing work. Annabelle, I hope, although this is a while ago, that you're still running. And uh, if you have ever listened to that running podcast episode... And uh, you want to take up running, do what Annabelle did and just go. All right, that's it. Talk to you soon. Um, I have a lot of episode ideas. I am currently very busy learning to program for Amazon Alexa, which means sometimes I do not um, put in as much effort as I could into writing the scripts. But let me tell you that every time I record this, I am happy. Um, is it weird to say? No, it's not weird. It's I, I, when I hear that melody, it's like, I'm totally like, let's go happy yogurt. We got to do this. And today was actually the first day that I podcasted standing up. And, uh, I don't know, like I felt like some kind of (laughs) 
rapper. I'm like, rah, 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 rah. so so yeah, I enjoyed that. I will probably podcast standing up from now on. I'll, I'll put a little picture in the Facebook group just so that you can see how that looks. Um, so yeah, cheers, bye-bye. Talk to you some other time. Cheers. Oh, and one more thing. Um, if you're in America, for the love of God, please go and vote. I honestly do not care who you vote for, but I do care about mobilizing those 100 million who didn't really participate um, in voting for the last president. And the reason is that I think the more people actually take part in democracy, the better it works. And, um, you know, I, I I just want people to feel that they have a voice and to use that voice for for themselves and to make something better than it maybe is right now. All right. Take care. Go vote, pers- uh, folks. Cheers. Bye-bye. If you enjoyed this episode, you can help us out by sharing it with your network and leaving a rating and review on iTunes or Stitcher. We would love to hear from you at kristen at strengthphoenix.com. For show notes and more, head over to www strengthsphoenix.com. Thanks for listening to the Positive Psychology Podcast. We're saying goodbye with happy yogurt. <laughs>